Yes. Where are you? I'm in Lisbon. Oh, you're still there. Yeah, and I, uh, <clears throat> I dis- I've decided I can't live here. Really? Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry it's, to it's hear just, that. It's not going to work long term. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get home until two o'clock this morning. <laughs> you didn't get home to what? Two o'clock. <laughs> two o'clock. You were, we par- you were partying. <laughs> We've been partying a lot this week. You're like a different human some. being in Lisbon. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a human being who says yes. I'm a human being who goes out. I'm a, human a human being, human being who's being got who... friends. I mean, it's a bit embarrassing, but yeah. So, <laughs> I have to think. Oh, that is, uh, I mean, that's quite something, isn't it? You're basically, you've got, you lead two lives. You're like a double agent. You're James Bond. You are Jason Bourne. I mean, if Jason Bourne was to just eat rich food and drink cocktails, then yes. I think that's I exactly what Jason he does. Jason Bourne. Wouldn't that be a good version, Jason Bourne 5? <laughs> cocktails. <laughs> rich food and cocktails. I found a rooftop bar. <laughs> the Bourne identity. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that... I don't... I have so many questions about that. What... What does it feel like to live a double life? That's a very interesting question. I mean, I, mean, I know I'm being silly with the double life thing, but I'm quite serious about that. Because like, that's not what you do back in no. Totnes. No. I no, mean, everything no, no, no. shuts if at I, 10 anyway. But <laughs> if, if I go out once a month in Totnes, that will be a, that will be a, busy, a busy month. Yeah. yeah, I go to work, I come home, I fall asleep. I go to work, I come home, I fall asleep. Yeah, you're basically Homer Simpson living in a very trendy place. I, I mean, exactly. I mean, I don't wear a moo as often as Homer does, but... <laughs> and you, I mean, you work at the modern equivalent of a nuclear power plant. Mm. Mm. Not the modern equivalent. Anyway. <laughs> I like the idea that tertiary education is more modern somehow than, than a nuclear, nuclear power. fusion. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. I think it's, um, I don't know. I don't really have anything insightful to say, except that I guess you embrace the culture in which you are located. Mm. It, you, you remind me of those, all those, all that anxiety. And I, we've t- I'm sure we've talked about this before, which is, and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts this week and they often talk about the same thing. So I'm just going to, um, uh, <laughs> think just, of just a, lean into it. Hello, dear listeners. And just think of this, uh, this thing as being comfort food, basically. Um, oh, don't talk about food. Mm-hmm. Mm, comfort food. No. I've just made. Uh, I just made sourdough. No, no, sourdough. no. We're not going to talk about. Let's not talk about what anybody eats. I just today. made sourdough crumpets for breakfast. Oh, okay. Shut up. Mm, with butter and jam. Oh, I will hang up on you. I'm feeling quite delicate. Are you, I... go- are you going to? Are you? Are you? Are you feeling like you could be sick? Are you warm like fish milkshaking? Re- oh, I'm switching you off, Simon. <laughs> I'm switching you off. I, I just, I ate a metric ton last night. We went, to, we, we went to this really good restaurant and, and our friends effectively, we turned up and we, the table was booked for half eight. We sat down and at 8.32, food was brought to the table. Mm. 
because they'd already said so this is this is what we'll this is what we're doing because it's a restaurant that they know really really well and they know the chef and everything and so it was just this i mean the word onslaught springs to mind <laughs> a uh, a food on sort of food food and oh, did you, and did, quite did, a lot of wine does bob have the same feeling this morning well she'll still be asleep though she is still asleep so she's Come sleeping on. through the um the the Lisbeths, <laughs> which for, for have we ever talked about the tats? No, I, don't, I maybe I don't think we have the Totnes, the Totnes okay. sweats, the Totnes, the Totnes sweats, which was some t- it originally started as the Totnes cheese sweats because we <laughs> ate so much cheese, and then it was just expanded to all the food we ate, and so it became the tats. That that the feeling of uh, when Lil and I were visiting you in Totnes, the, that feeling when we'd come home and we'd have the tits. So you're getting, you've got the Lizbets. I've got the day after Lizbets. I do feel hot. Oh, that feeling is horrible. I had a small plate of pasta, zucchini pasta last night. Went to bed. Good for you. Congrats. Well done for living a sensible abstemious life. <laughs> Today I will not be eating. Wow, this onslaught. I'm so sorry. And I, it, no, but it does oh, no, remind me. Sorry, it was delicious. I can imagine. Um, it does remind me. And was the. It, it does remind me. I'll finish this sentence first. Uh, of uh, that anxiety that the American government had when all their soldiers were in Vietnam. We've talked about this, haven't we? No. And because they were they were acting, the soldiers were doing things, mostly taking a lot of drugs that they were not, that they hadn't been doing when they were back stateside. And the American government, were inc- they were incredibly worried that uh, all these soldiers would come back with um, drug dependencies, basically to be, of, of addictions of various kinds related to uh, heroin, marijuana, etc., and it turned out it never transpired. And so there's some really extraordinary uh, psychological research done in that area, which is about, it was all about context. So th- in that they, when they went back to the context, they were, um, let's call it totness, where they never went out. They didn't, um, they didn't partake in that kind of behavior. And so the, what was, that was, it had a name, didn't it? Like going something. Uh, Oh, I want to say going country. But is that You're not then going tropo. Oh, That's no, different. Mm. People who live in the yeah. tropics. Um, that is an interesting thing, going tropo. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think it has a name, this particular. Mm. Um, but certainly that all the anxieties of the U.S. government, and, you know, I imagine they, uh, if you're in the U.S. government, you'd, you'd have a fair, a shit ton of them, uh, didn't happen. So it's like that with well, you, isn't it? You go back to Totnes, you become a mild-mannered academic, mm-hmm. and then you put on your Superman parties outfit when you arrive in Lisbon. That's exactly what I do. Did you? Are you impressed that I used a Marvel reference there? No, because it was DC, but congrats. <laughs> This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities, and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing.
Let's not dwell on my hedonism and let's instead talk about something more sensible. Okay. Have you got some... I should say... Not uh, a thing. Uh, my brain is completely... Oh, my God. I feel like I'm carrying this podcast. <laughs> I mean... Well, here was, here's the thing. I've been reading a lot about school shootings in America, oh, and I just God. don't want to go there. Are there still... Yeah. Has there been one this week? I mean... Yes, probably. Not this week, but I mean, it's... it's I was actually reading about mass shootings. <sighs> Um, which is, you know, the shootings of more than four people. And then I started to go down the rabbit hole of children shooting people in the home oh. um, because they find guns. And then recently there's been the whole people being shot on driveways or at doors because they've rung the wrong doorbell. And so that has taken up a lot of my brain this week. Why I'm do not you do sure that to I yourself to... on holiday? I know. I don't know why. I'd... I'd be... I think it's because I... Um, I think it's because I have never lived in fear in that way. How palpable do you think? How I mean, it's certainly on the mind of school children in the US because they have all those drills, don't they? Active shooter, active shooter drills. Yeah, and you know that they've got uh, like um, they've got a bucket in the classroom that has kitty litter in it, so that when they're Locked down, they've got a place to piss. You uh, know you are kidding me. No, no I'm not oh, kidding. Yeah, now you're hashing my buzz. <laughs> yeah. What's the other thing they've got? They've got um, yeah, they've got, got like um, a, a, effectively a, a field medicine kit, the kind of thing that you would expect a yeah, soldier to have. Soldier, yeah, right. Yeah, like tampons and gaffer tape. Yeah. And a crisp packet. Yeah, you you dropped right into MacGyver land, haven't you? I I was once at a wedding with a marine, <laughs> um, and he uh, he sat down and just like he started to tap the table, tap the table, uh, like like wrap his knuckles on the table, yeah, and he just shook his head, and I said, "What's wrong?" And he went, Oof, "Well." This is a shit table. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> Why? It's like, it won't withstand any gunfire. And I said, uh, we're in North Devon. I'm not expecting it to go off. And he'd just come back from a tour of Afghanistan. Oh. So um, he hadn't quite lost. We had a very serious and uh, sensible and long conversation about that idea of not being able to let go of trauma. Because mm-hmm. uh, he said, "How many, how many exits and entrances are yeah, to this bit, room?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there's, there's definitely the one that I came in, um, and I think there's probably one to the kitchen. Two? Like, no, there's eight. And let me point them out to you. And I was like, "What? We've, what? We've literally just come in the room." So, um, yeah. but, but the, the thing I really enjoyed that was that he, he carried an empty crisp packet, a, a roll of, um, of gaffer tape or black nasty is what he called it. Um, and uh, and tampons. And I said, I've got no it's clue. A, it's basically a fear as a kit for yeah. stopping wound. Yeah. You put the yeah. Oh. He said that gaffer tape is the best thing because it will do everything. He said if somebody has an open stomach wound, you just push everything back in and wrap them up in uh, yeah. in gaffer tape. It's somebody else's problem. Your job is just to stop the guts falling out and stem the bleeding, and that will do it. Um, he said it will it will hold limbs on. 
Um, it will hold what? And limbs, yeah. Limbs. You know, he said, from a finger to an arm, you're all right with uh, with some gaffer tape. I said, well, what's the empty crisp packet for? He said, ah, reinflating a lung. Yes, I was going to say. And I, I think, so I understand his, um, he had literally like two days before being deployed in a theatre of war. So I, I, I totally got him tapping the table. And I'm, I'm kind of, and he was, um, and remains actually, a very uh, sweet and thoughtful guy who um, was doing a lot of work on himself. Anyway, the, um, to not bring that trauma back into, into his, um, his non-marine life, but mm. um, the idea of that being something which is normal for teachers, yeah, which is something that we are, have both been, is just, it's incalculable. So... Yeah, I don't have anything in my brain that isn't going to harsh your buzz. And I really was trying to think, I was like reading widely this week. Reading widely about just, uh, about Well, my eyes shootings. just kept sort of pulling back. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Mm. So sorry. No, there is something about what you're saying, though, in terms of, well, that a very simple idea, which is what we are able to get accustomed to is mm. mind-boggling, particularly in a situation when you know, in, in, in a what you know, it's a very the United States is a very big country. It's a very diverse country. It's uh, certainly um, uh, the, the the nature of a federal democracy in the sense that there's multiple states with their own, uh, like Australia, you know, the states that have that pass their own laws, and then there's a sort of federal uh, aspect as well. It's very complex. Uh, I mean goes without saying politically but to our capacity to adapt and to recognize to go this is what's happening now despite there being a very obvious solution (laughs) about legislation despite that which you know i still find i it's very hard for me to get my head around um well the gun lobby i think that that was probably why I was doing the reading because I, I, I it started with, um, it started with the the three people who have been shot for being in the wrong place at the wrong time, and and by that literally, you know, ringing the wrong doorbell to go and pick up siblings and being shot by a, a homeowner who didn't ask, "Who are you? What are you doing on my property? Can I help you?" Just immediately um, saw. It, it, you know, it, in one instance, it was a, a young black man. I mean, actually, let's no, let's not gussy it up. A young boy. He was a boy. He wasn't a young man. Um, um, shot in the head twice. Shot once in the head, and then shot again as he was uh, falling down. Another young woman killed. Uh, she was twenty. She drove onto the wrong um, driveway. So I was just, I, I kind of was thinking, how, how, how does this happen? And, and. Then I was finding out about the notion of, you know, the the amendment to free speech. That's the first amendment, right? Uh, yes, the, the right to bear arms is the second. Second amendment, yes. Yeah. So the first amendment. Yeah. So it, I I hadn't realised how much those two were intertwined, mm. because um, the 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 freedom of speech that the first amendment gives also is effectively um, allowing. <sighs> allowing lobbying groups to use, well, to effectively bribe politicians. 
legally. And I find that sort of a bit... I mean, I know we don't live in a uh, in a, a fair and, and appropriate democracy. Dominic yes, Raab your... quit this week for bullying. I'm, I'm, Who did? I'm not, what, I'm what happened? In... What happened? Oh, Dominic Raab quit his job as deputy prime minister and whatever the fuck else he was for bullying. Oh, so he he it's it came out that he. I mean, it, it seemed like there was seemed to well, be a know, lot he, of evidence that he was engaged in exactly, bullying. Yeah, yeah, but it hadn't yeah, been and, last I heard, which was yeah, whatever. No, he he um he has indeed uh, resigned resigned as of yesterday. So that was Friday, right? Um and. Uh, yeah, and what's his face? Old um, numpty chops, Morris? William Rees Mogg. Oh, no, no, he's no, no. now deputy prime minister. No, 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 oh, no. Goodness. Um, but he 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 went on the record saying he didn't really do anything wrong. So there was an independent report that Dominic Raab commissioned himself, which said he was a bully. I'm not quite sure at which point we say nothing was done wrong with a straight face yeah anyway but you know i mean pretty patel was well you are found... you're really um wow in that world I... um i'm not even trying to be it's just happening i'm just it's just happening and because um yeah i i'm not, I'm not trying to be involved and I, I don't think i'm on top of the news in quite the way that bob is i mean she you know she reads much more than i do yes it, it's just yeah i and I, I keep trying to um keep yeah i keep trying to be balanced about it um i'm not sure i'm succeeding very well mm. so you that was a uh, you that, that open bracket you but just to go back to yeah i was yeah the the open bracket was i am i am well aware that i am in a glass oh, yes. house throwing stones yes we don't uh the, we have no righteous position uh no, living no, in no, the no. country i think yeah i think it's just that what i find interesting is that the bribery and corruption that is happening in the uk is corrupt and we understand it is corrupt it is not legally sanctioned it is people who are abusing their position and power whereas it would appear that the first amendment gives sanctioned rights to um anything to, really to corporations to effectively utilize to uh, to be able to pour billions yep. into the um the industry that is politics yeah and also to sort of say right we've got 5 million sorry five million dollars to spend in your district um we want x thing done um and then the politician go well i'm not not sure i can do that thing because well you know my constituents rely on that thing to happen and you know and it it seems relatively good for society oh no 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 we're not asking you to do it we're just saying we've got five million to spend so we'll just fund your opponent to make sure that they do it Hmm. oh so you know there's those kinds of things. And yeah, that's it's rock. Freedom of speech. I find it interesting that, yeah, it, it just that was that's the bit that I hadn't realised there's a relationship between the first and the second amendment in that way because that's how the gun lobby continues to be able to. Yes, it's a it's a, also a weird. Um, uh, you know, the, the sort of sad thing about that is both amendments were constructed with such. I mean, fantastic ideal ideals, and, and that is to the you know so that governments didn't become autocratic. That's basically what those two amendments were designed to uh, 
oh, designed no. to prevent, and and yet the distortions of them, and the ongoing distortions of them in such such as you've just described, such extraordinary ways. Um, yeah, I, 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 I really struggle to understand. I struggle to understand also because there's a Supreme Court. The Supreme Court there now is making decisions based on uh, original intentions of the Constitution of the United States of America. And yet there's a real blind spot there in relation to um, the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment doesn't seem to – it seems to be untouchable in a way uh, or unbendable in a way that all the other – I don't know so many of the others. I know those first two. Um, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a very odd. It's it's it's. I I, I don't want to. I don't know what it's like to be an American in the sense of how it is that that sits in your bones, or how you understand that if you've been brought up in that culture. Like, what does that feel like? Yeah, and and I think perhaps I, I want to be clear that I'm I'm. I am a, I am living in a glass house. I'm really really well aware of that. Uh, the UK is far from perfect. Yeah, uh, same here. I'm not. I'm not so far from. Perfect. Yeah, I'm not trying to. And I don't think I'm meaning to sort of like rail on on a, on the US in in the way that perhaps it sounds like I am. It's more about me trying to figure it out because you know we are in receipt of their cultural product to such a degree, and and I don't recognise the world. That is in their stories, yeah. In quite the you know that, that's being reported to me, I think that doesn't seem like it's the same place, even. Yeah. Can you can you give me an example of that? Well, I guess the idealism of of something like Ted Lasso, the cognitive dissonance while watching that, yeah. and yes, it's yeah. very hard to reconcile. Yeah. And I know it's a fantasy because I'm also I, I watched this week's episode. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay, so they go to Amsterdam, and and the idea that a, a, a group of a group of footballers don't go to see the live sex show is like, come on! But they of talked. They, would. they talked about it a lot. Though. They talked about it, yeah. But but they end up having a pillow fight, and it's it's just so <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I'd so I understand about the it's a fight, fan- <laughs> I get that it's a fantasy. I totally get that. But at the same time, that fantasy. Is is being developed by people who are, as you say, it, that system, that way of being, is in their bones. Yeah, but there, it's as if as if the fantasy is. Um, well, I guess we use the word escapism, doesn't it? Don't don't we? That there's the it's okay. like it's like the possibility of something being, and just how pleasurable pleasurable it is to even. Just to watch it on our screens and that kind of the, mm. you know, and I mean, romantic comedies are, are, are they're living, breathing. Well, they're not not either of those things, but they're really they're quintessential examples of that uh, because they're nothing. None of them are ever anything like what happens in people's relationships. Never. No, it's 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 true. I I didn't fall in love with somebody in a coma or meet them on the top of the uh, the Empire State Building. Yes. No. Two that I can think of. Nice. <laughs> Nice. The coma one, though. <laughs> Go for coma. I mean, while you were sleeping, it's it's a cute film. Is that Sandra Bullock? No. Sandra Bullock. Yeah, yes. Uh, Sandra Bullock and um, Peter Gallagher and... Oh, he's the one in the coma, but there's her, it's the brother that she falls in love with. The guy who was in um, The President in Independence Day, who was also in the David Lynch Lost Highway with... <laughs> Patricia Arquette and Balthazar Getty. Oh, come on, Lee. I'm just going to mute myself while you finish this train of thought. <laughs> well, 
Everybody knows who I mean. Yes. Exactly. David. <laughs> no, I think it's a Bill. Yes. I want to say it's, it's Bill. It. Bill pa- 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 pa. Bill Pullman. Pullman. I think I just popped a P there. You might have to drop the gain on that particular, that Pullman bit. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, wow, wow. I, I, it's, it's but, but, I mean, I think that is what uh, is extraordinary about I was just listening to a, a podcast about, well, mostly a podcast I listen to are about the brain and consciousness and science these days. But um, one of the things, this, you know, this idea that, uh, in different languages, people think differently. And it's quite a strong idea, but this particular psychologist is saying that there's there's not a lot of evidence these days to indicate that that's, that's the case, even if particular languages have words for phenomena or things that other languages don't. Um, and I, it, what that reminds me of is... Uh, how difficult it is to um, to imagine or even let's say research i guess uh what it's like to have as i say that those that a culture in your bones to to experience um to to be in this case to be american and to and all and all versions of america a very old dear friend of mine used to he he, had, he was fascinated by america a new zealand friend and he used to say oh it's just the best and worst of everything simon My uh, Italian teacher has me um, going around rooms and describing things to her. So I have to, on my phone, I have to walk around the room and try and describe the room to her. Because one of the things I realized uh, when I was last in Italy is that I'm all very good at having a conversation, I don't know, about world peace and experiences of the body and very abstract things. But can I? describe uh, a jacket in a particular way oh no like you know up down side all those things which are really basic to yeah. a language i i yeah. it's not my it's not my um not my wheelhouse in italian and so i have this uh this sort of quite strange experience of going around uh going around a room trying to describe things like you know for example carpet is um the kind of carpet that's installed as opposed to a carpet that goes on top of wood Okay, yeah, so the difference between a carpet and a rug. Yes, but we, but we would still, yes, exactly, but we don't, and, and so I just, and I'm having to describe using, anyway, but you get you get what I'm, I can't, oh, Yeah, because, yeah, things like glue and paint, do you know the names for those? I have known them, but if you, I couldn't tell you now. Oh, you see, ah, now, here's a thing, I think there's a, there's something there about being a homeowner in another country that I can name lots of things I need. <laughs> So I went in to get some um, some cement to hold floor tiles down the other day, and I, I, I know how to say that. Cement or floor tiles? Well, both. Um, I needed, because if I'd just gone with cement, that <laughs> wouldn't have worked. I needed to say cement Sorry, of course. or glue for the floor tiles. Anyway, what, I got what I needed. What was the other thing I you asked me? Glue, and what was the other? Oh, paint. Paint. I wanted to say also something happened to me this week. Which I think is important. Okay, you you need to tell me. I was uh, I was actually it was actually during an Italian lesson at work. I was having it at work, and uh, someone popped their head in and uh-huh. realised that I was talking, and then sort of left. And I'd never seen this person before. Then I stopped and I walked out, and the person looked at me and said, "I know your voice," 
And uh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. How are you not leading with this, Simon? <laughs> because you were talking about people getting shot, and what could I do? How could I jump into that conversation with? Well, that's, I only started to talk about that because you said you felt like you were carrying the podcast, and I thought, oh shit, I better talk about something. Well, I had lots of things to talk I, about, but you just didn't. <laughs> well, I, I could only talk about being hungover because I ate so much food and drank so much wine last night. By the way, the tuna was just delicious. <sighs> Poor fish. And uh, oh, so know, this I is know, a so big shout out, big shout out to new friend of the show, AJ, who uh, I've never met before until yesterday. And uh, <laughs> so that, I mean, that is one step from lawyer money when someone recognizes you by your voice. 